Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Lunch Hour. Uh, today, I want to take a little bit of time, um, and today might be a little bit of a shorter show, but um, I kind of just want to talk about uh, a few things. The uh, Everyone's talking about the State of the Union address. Uh, as always, every day, Donald Trump is uh, on someone's radar, so I want to kind of talk about what we heard uh, from him the other night. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the Grammys. You know, every year around this time, I do a uh, post-Grammy recap talking about different things, you know, winners, losers, different symbolism that we see, you know, all throughout the uh, the broadcast. So I'm going to talk a little about a little bit, mainly those two things uh, today. Uh, first and foremost, today's show is brought to you by my new book, Redefining Greatness, The Virtuous Woman's Guide to Love. Check that out a little bit later on this year. And, uh, and also check out my uh, first novel, The Love We Had, in stores now online. Get it right now on uh Amazon and, and uh, Kindle, all that good stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to start it out like this. You know, Donald Trump, you know, as you guys know, um, is, uh, to me, as all presidents are, a, 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 a puppet, all right? Donald Trump is not at all uh, running things. Donald Trump is not at all in control of things. Uh, Donald Trump is one of these people who is, uh, basically, a it's, the irony is that he's a figurehead uh, being, you know, controlled like all presidents, but it appears as if he is, you know, making all of these radical, you know, decisions. And like I've been telling you guys, you know, all along from day one, we need to be aware not of the person who is sitting in the Oval Office, but more aware of the overall agenda, the racist agenda, the the classist agenda, the uh, sexist agenda. I mean, all of these, the evil agenda, there's so many different factors in place here. And, you know, it's very easy when you look at CNN or MSNBC, Fox News, whatever it is, the mainstream media has an agenda for whatever reason, for many reasons, of distracting us from the real agenda. They, they, they put us into this you know, Democrats are good, Republicans are bad, uh, you know, this little seesaw, and we're too busy fighting amongst ourselves talking about black versus white, rich versus poor, citizens versus the police, and, you know, when in reality, the true enemy is, is the system, is the government, you know, and, and, and it doesn't, it doesn't, ironically, it doesn't discriminate. It has one purpose. And and that is to you know keep the rich richer, um, you know basically take over the world through you know these wars, these conflicts, whether it's you know the Middle East. I mean it's all about money, it's all about power and influence, and that's the this agenda of of this government of this system, and we need to understand that, you know. And so while we you know so while you know we can talk about some of the specifics, we can talk about quote-unquote politics, you know, but it's very important to keep, my mom always used to tell me, keep your eye on the prize, you know, never lose sight of what's really uh, important, and that's really understanding the agenda, all right? One of the things I said online, I'll start off this way, I said, you know, I try to start my day off with a, you know, some type of uh, scripture or Bible verse, and uh, this morning's verse was um, from Luke 12, 4 through 5, and it says, 
I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. And one of the things I said online was, I said, for, for everyone who's afraid, you know, or worried about Donald Trump or angry about Donald Trump, I said, you know, consider that, that verse because at the end of the day, you know, Donald Trump can't send you to hell. Donald Trump has no power, real power over your life. And it's amazing. I wake up in the mornings, I, you know, I go online, and all I do is, all I see is people, you know, mad and angry. And I tell you guys this all the time, but I said, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? People look at me like I'm crazy because I don't get caught up in the anger. You see, you're not angry about that? I said, angry? The Bible says be joyful. Like, what, you, what you mean, be angry? What, I said, I live a blessed life. What do I have to be angry about? Politics? Politics is not what I live my life by. You know what I'm saying? And so if you live your life based on politics, let me tell you, you're going to be a pretty negative and miserable individual because this political system is jacked up. This country is jacked up. Our communities are jacked up. And these politicians don't give a damn about you. All right? So if your happiness is contingent upon what Donald Trump is doing, I, I mean, all jokes aside, I feel very sorry for you, and I'll pray for you. Because it's not getting any better, <laughs> you know. If you, well, I don't care how you want to look at it. If you just want to look at it politically, it ain't getting no better. It's going to get worse. If you look at it spiritually and biblically, it definitely isn't getting better, and it's only getting worse. So no matter how you look at it, your your faith and your hope and your happiness should not be contingent upon what's going on uh, uh, based on the lies that CNN is telling you every day. You know, what I'm it, it can't be. And if it is, you gotta you gotta you know, you got to focus on something different, focus on family, focus on friends, things that really are important to you. My bank account is okay. You know, my kids are okay. My family's okay. So I'm not going to be angry after watching the State of the Union address, whether it's Obama giving a, a, a bunch of lies or whether it's Trump giving a bunch of lies or whoever you know, it's going to be in 2020 giving a bunch of lies or Bush giving a bunch of lies. It's all lies. It's all BS. When are people going to wake up? Obama good, Trump bad. They're, the, they're sitting in the same office. The same billionaires that were controlling Obama are the same billionaires controlling legislation right now. There's really nothing different. People, I mean, it's crazy. People have no idea how this system works. Right? One of the things I said online, I said, how come the least politically informed people always have the most to say about politics on social media. I mean, we got these social media Facebook scholars who will argue down knowing darn well they have no idea what they're talking about. They have no idea how the government works, you know. I mean, literally no idea. Half of them don't even vote. Less than half of the black community is even registered to vote. Half the main people talking about this and that, about the state, they didn't vote. They're not even aware of what's going on probably don't even know who their governor is. You understand? And, and we, we have to stop allowing these, these social media activists to have so much power and dominion over your life. I, I, and I'm, I, I, I had to unfriend somebody recently. It was the craziest thing. He's like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you should post this. He inboxed and tells me, you should post this. I said, 
uh, what is it? Like, I didn't have time to look at it. So I'll check it out, but why don't you just put it up, post it? He's like, no, nah, I mean, I, I don't like posting stuff because people either want to debate or, or they argue me or they, uh, they, they, they won't, nobody will like it. I said, all right, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to you another time, man. That's delete right there. You know, I don't got any time for that. You're worried about, you have, first of all, I don't even know what the information was, but if you have something that you believe in, if you have something that you're passionate about and you're worried about people not liking it or people being resistant to it, those are the type of people I don't want in my life. You know what I'm saying? I really don't. Like, I don't have anything to talk to you about. You know, I could care less about who likes something or, or who feels what about an opinion that I have on my page or on this show. It doesn't matter. So that's the first thing we have to do is we have to stop allowing these people who don't know anything, who have no, don't, don't pay your bills, don't do anything for you, to stop allowing those people to have power over, over you and what you, how you, you know, how you carry out your day. Stop being afraid of your Facebook friends. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? One thing I said online, I said, first of all, you got people who don't even say happy birthday, people who don't like pictures of your kids, you know, you, you, you get a promotion, as you whatever you got going on in your life. There was, there's some people who you're cool with. There's some people who support you and love you, family. So they will support you. They will give it likes up. Hey, congratulations. Hey, good to see you doing well. And, and they will really support you. But then there are other people who, and you guys, we all have them. We all have those people who, you know what I'm saying? Like they only come on your page if they disagree with something that you have to say. I, I swear on everything. Those people, one by one, are, are eliminated from my life. Not just my Facebook page, but from my life. I don't need those type of friend, Facebook friends, followers. I don't need those type of people, period, in my life. If you don't care about me and what I've got going on, but you want to come on and, and debate about Trump, don't even talk to me. Don't listen to this show. Don't do nothing, you know, about Data and Tolbert. You know what I'm saying? Because it's negativity. So that's the first. So much negativity, and that's the goal. That's the that's the agenda. That's part of the agenda. You know what I'm saying? The media. If you if you notice, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, if you really notice, everybody is angry about something. Everybody's angry. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody's annoyed. You know, scroll down your timeline and, and see how many positive, uplifting, and encouraging. Facebook statuses you actually see. Either it's some type of sick and perverted joke, or it's a complaint, or it's, you know what I mean? It's a lot, most, and that's just generally speaking, but that's what I see most of, and I'm pretty sure you guys too. Is, and that is, there's a part of, a big part of that is because that's how they want us to be. That's how the enemy wants us to be Satan, the devil. God obviously says be joyful, but then when you look at it from a worldly standpoint, what's the opposite of a godly way of being? Be angry, be mad. What does, the, what does CNN do? What does NBC do? You turn on the news. Oh, they, they want to tell you about how many people got murdered, uh, you know, what wars we're about to get into, what Donald Trump did today. It's never anything positive, right? There's a reason for that. And so what you have to do is you got to turn off the TV, open your Bible, 
and then you'll be disconnected from this, From you know, shut off the phone, put it face down. It's not, I know it's not going off, but at least put it face down or something so that your life is not being controlled and manipulated by these evil negative forces. We all, I mean, spend some time with your kids. Spend some time with your family. Do something fun. Go to a park. I mean, literally, all, there are some people, not everybody, but some people, literally, that's all they do is talk about uh, Donald Trump and politics. I've never seen as much political talk in my life. And the crazy thing is we don't even have to be political to be active. I talked about this on my last show last Thursday, and we're on live every Thursday at 12. You don't have to be. You know, Martin Luther King was not political per se. Malcolm X was not political. The greatest leaders of our time were not political. They, they were social activists. They were civil rights activists. But you didn't necessarily have to do those things through the political process. The political process is BS. You didn't see Martin Luther King, oh, yeah, I want to run for president. Malcolm X, oh, yeah, I'm going to run. No, nah, I'm going to be a congressman. No. Because they, they knew what it was. Now, all of a sudden, we in 2018 want to turn to politics to bring about change. Where, where do we do that at? Like, where, where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? No, when did we start that? When did, when did the government be, be, become our friend? What, with Obama? Oh, oh, okay, we get a black. So all of a sudden the government has this agenda. People act like stuff is new. We went from Bush to Obama to, to Trump, and people act like something is different. They act like it's going to be different in another few years. Nothing is going to be. Go to the worst hood in your, in your, uh, in, in your city. It was that way when Bush was there. Nothing changed when Obama was there. And guess what? Ain't nothing going to change when Trump is there. And it's not going to change ever. It's always going to be your hood. It's always going to be crack. It's going to be drug dealers. And that's just what it's going to be because that's how they want it to be. You can always go to the best suburbs and find the richest people. You can always go to the poorest neighborhoods and find the poorest people. If you're sitting around waiting for the government to take you out of poverty, you're going to be waiting a long time. That has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not out here swinging crack to these kids. Donald Trump is not out here murdering, gunning down people, doing drive-bys, gang-banging. That's not Donald Trump. He's not doing that. He ain't got a black mask. He probably doesn't own a black mask. He's not the one robbing and, and killing and sticking up old ladies, robbing, stealing purses, home invasions. That's not Donald Trump. That is, now, is that to say Donald Trump is this? But he's not the problem. He's definitely not my biggest problem at all. So I think we just have to keep uh, keep those things in mind. Keep keep the what's really going on in the forefront because it's very easy to get distracted with the BS. One of the things I said online, I had to call some people out, and like I said, there's so many people who know absolutely nothing about this political process. You asked, so if you are someone who either agrees with everything somebody does. You agree with everything somebody says, a politician at that, you, you know what I'm saying? Or you hate someone, you hate everything that they say, you hate everything that they do. Guess what? You don't need to be discussing politics because you, sir or ma'am, are an idiot. And, you know, and that's no disrespect, you know what I'm saying? That's not disrespect to anybody, but you're an idiot if you think that everything Barack Obama did when he was in office was good. If you think every single thing Donald Trump has done that since in this last year that he's been in office 
that it, it doesn't make sense. You don't you don't understand why. No, nothing is all good. It's impossible. It's impossible to be a president. It's impossible to be a politician and please everybody. And it's it's one hundred percent impossible to be a Christian. If you want to bring spirituality into it, please want to do that. Because if you're if you are a Christian, if you're someone who who follows the teachings of Jesus Christ, and you know what I'm saying, you love the Lord, you absolutely know that a lot of stuff these Democrats are talking about absolutely contradicts what the Word of God says. You know, a lot of stuff that these Republicans are doing contradicts what the Word of God says. There is no uh, solution, you know, a, a, an end-all and be-all solution to every problem that everyone has, and you're not gonna, certainly not going to find that solution in the political process, in the United States government. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you gotta, you gotta like. Do I like Barack Obama? No, I don't like Barack Obama. Do I? Did I like everything that he did? No, I didn't. There are some very specific issues that I had with his administration. But was everything he did uh, bad, or was everything that he did uh, something that I would have a problem with? No, absolutely not. But I thought say everything he did. Do I like Donald Trump? Am I a Republican? Do I support? Am I a Donald Trump supporter? No, hell no. And I'm absolutely not. But it, it is every single thing that he said uh, wrong or bad, or do I have an issue with it? No. Do I do I like everything that he's done? No. I, I there's a, there are many. If you listen to the show, you know, there's a lot of people don't listen. They just like to go off thirty second sound bites on CNN, or they like to look at you know two two line Facebook status updates to formulate you know opinions on things. They don't actually like to listen. But if you actually like to listen, you know me. You know where I come from. You know I'm not even – I don't support politics. The whole system is BS. So it's not about Republican or Trump. These are people who actually know me and be like, yo, you, you're a Trump supporter. You're a Republican. You're a conservative. I'm like, what the heck? I said, no, nah, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm, I try to, as my best to be a follower of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? And, and that has nothing – that's totally separate from this ridiculous – uh, political process. It's corrupt. What y'all think Bernie Sanders was talking about? You know, it's all BS. It's a it's a, a rigged system. Hillary Clinton's corrupt. Bill Clinton's corrupt. Obama, damn sure, was corrupt. Trump is corrupt. Trump even told y'all. Trump even told, that's one of the things I, I like. One of the things I like about his uh, his campaign. He said straight up. He said the system is so corrupt because I was one of the corrupt business people that actually paid for for favors. He said people like me paid people like the Clintons for political favors. Billionaires paid politicians and got all types of stuff. Why do you think you, you, you see all those those pictures popping up of, of Oprah and you know what I mean, Harvey Weinstein and, and, and the Clintons with the with the Melania and Trump and all types of you know, friendly pictures from 10, 20 years ago because they all, you know, get together and go to Bohemian Grove and, and, and worship the devil together and do all, make sacrifices, do all types of weird stuff, perverted stuff, throw the masks on and have sex orgies. Like, what y'all think really goes on in Hollywood? What y'all, and I'm saying Hollywood, D.C., entertainment industry meets one another. It's, it's all one big perverted, uh, you know, system. Why do y'all think they have these big uh, parties at the Grammys and around the Super Bowl and the, the Oscars? People have no idea how this system works. 
yet they want to argue down about how bad Trump is. Trump is nobody. There are billionaires that, that, that I mean, literally run everything, lobbyists and these, these courts. But people who know, like, y'all already know how this stuff works. But the ignorant people, they want to get on social media and be like, oh, I hate Donald Trump. It's like, well, what the hell was going on 15 years ago? What's going to be going on 20 years ago? Are you still going to be talking about Trump 20 years ago? See, the problem with it is a lot of people just got into politics just, like, just now. There are people out here who have been oblivious their whole lives, 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds, 25-year-olds, who literally have had no idea anything about politics but because there's this whole anti-Trump movement being put out there by the mainstream media. They're just now starting to have a voice. But they really have no idea. You know, you look at these school systems. They don't teach you about politics. Most people didn't go to college. Or if you went to college, a lot of your courses, unless you took, you know, several political science courses, they weren't really telling you, you know, how this political system works. So, the, I mean, really understand, the vast majority of people out here literally have no idea about anything. I mean, how, I mean, and that's so disrespectful, but how would that? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are growing up in single-parent homes. Mom's working a lot of times. Dad's not around. You know what I'm saying? In many cases, you're putting yourself through school. You're doing what you got to do. But, you know, you just weren't taught that stuff. And, I, and I'm no, I'm, I'm just saying this because, like, I was blessed. I was fortunate. I went to some of the best schools in, 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 the, in the world. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's just, you know what I'm saying, how I was raised through sacrifices from my parents. So that's why a lot of stuff that I know I, I, I learned in, in, some, in really good schools. But at the same time, the vast majority of information that I got was from my family. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even, like, stuff that's even being taught in the best schools. You feel what I'm saying? If I didn't get this, is what I'm saying. If I've learned how the system really works, and I, I, that information I didn't even get from some of the best schools, how can you expect the vast majority of people out here to know what's going on? And if you're relying on the mainstream media, which a lot of people do, they definitely don't know what's going. On. In fact, they're going to have a very false real—I mean, false understanding of what's going on out here. If you're if you're relying on social media, if you're relying on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever it is, it's all fake news. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. So we got to stop, but we got to stop, you know, believing everything or disbelieving everything. Just take it for what it is. If Donald Trump, like literally if Donald Trump said, look, man, I just want to give you $500 today. Y'all going to look at him with the side eye. Like why? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're, 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 you're this and that. What you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is not bad, you know? And if it is bad, then sometimes you just got to find the positivity in it. Either way, you got to understand that you're blessed. I told you all last week, I, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be good regardless. So let's talk about this State of the Union address for a little bit. This is one of the things that I found to be interesting about it. First of all, before the the State of the Union even came on, I was on social media, and it it was really amazing how many people, I mean, there were memes, and there were, you know, people putting up posts like, oh, yeah, what I'm, you know, what can I, what else can I be doing at 9 o'clock to avoid listening to the, it was like people having all this fun talking about what they're not going to be doing, and and it was just, it it was just really uh, eye-opening and interesting to me 
how many people claim to be educated and claim to be, you know, independent thinkers and, you know, even change makers, you know, in their own minds, but those same people are the same ones talking about we shouldn't meet with Donald Trump. None of no black people should meet with Donald Trump or um, I'm not going to listen to Donald Trump. I don't even care what he has to say. So, so I mean, really, really listen. To, and I, I have a big, and this is maybe just a pet peeve of mine. I like movies. You know what I'm saying? I like movies. I like going to the movies. I like watching movies. I'm a movie buff. If you name a movie, I've probably seen it. But one of the things, you know, so I talk to people, I say, hey, what would you think about this movie? They'd be like, nah, I didn't like that, man. I'm not, I'm not seeing that. Or, or even as crazy as, nah, I didn't, I didn't like that crap. Like, really? For real? What didn't you like? Well, no, I didn't even watch it. I just heard it was stupid. <laughs> like, what? What do you, like, did that even make sense? I heard it was stupid. You're not even going to watch it. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I don't even care about that. I'm not going to watch that. I, it's, it's stupid. It's not a good movie. How is it not a good movie if you didn't see it? You know, some of my favorite movies of all time are movies that were the most politic or, or the most critically, uh, you know, disregarded films in history. You know, I love Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is, is really regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. You know, Biker Boys with, with Lawrence Fishburne and uh, uh, Derek Luke, that's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it wasn't like a commercial success or it, was, you know, it wasn't a critical success. Birth of a Nation, one of the best movies, in my opinion, of all time. You know, you know critics you know, ate it up or whatever. So, and that's just how I am, generally speaking. So when I look at things like it, things that really, really matter, we're not even talking about movies, we're talking about like actual, you know, war and political, the political process and, you know, uh, actual legislation that would have a direct impact on, on your finances, you know, and all types of legislation. And people, I mean, here's the thing, if people just say, you know, I just don't care, you know, and, and, and they just focused on their lives and they didn't even talk about Trump or they didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they just focused on them and they weren't, they were oblivious to the problem. I would have more respect for those people, but the same people for the last year nonstop have been bashing Donald Trump, have been talking about Donald Trump, making jokes about Donald Trump. Those same people are the same ones who are saying they're not even going to listen. They're just going to go mow the lawn at 9 o'clock at night. They're going to go feed their dog. They're going to find anything else but, you know, anything else to do but listen to Trump. I, I just can't respect that. Because for, for me, it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I don't like that dude. You know what I'm saying? Really? For a while. I heard he was, ta- I, heard he, I heard she don't like me. I heard he don't like me. Well, did you ask him? Like, you know, why don't you go talk to him? No, I ain't going to say nothing to him. I just I ain't going to, you know what I mean? I'm just going to talk about him behind his back. Like, what? Okay, like, maybe I'm just a different type of guy. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm just a different type of dude. I don't know. But for me, if I'm going to say I don't like a movie, I got to watch the movie first. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just, that, for me, that's just common sense. I got to watch the movie. 
You know, you don't like lasagna? Well, no, I don't like lasagna. Have you ever tasted it? No, I never tasted it. That, 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 that sounds stupid to me. I can't say I don't like Donald Trump or I don't support Donald Trump if I, if I can't name one thing specifically about Trump that I don't like. Now, I can name many things about Donald Trump that I don't like, right? Just like I can name many things about Barack Obama that I don't like. I can name a lot of things about George. But then again, that's just because I'm an educated person. I'm not a stupid person. I don't just say things. Like if I do this show, I'm going to you know, give you all some facts. I'm going to give you my opinion. You don't have to agree with my opinion, but at least it's my opinion, and I can articulate it in an intelligent way. Would you believe that there, you know, there's so many people on social media that I've actually spoken to? There are people I run into every day. I speak to. I say, hey, uh, you know, what's up? What do you think about that State of the Union? I ain't watched that shit. What the heck? Oh, all right. <laughs> like, well, what's up with it? You, you don't like Trump? Nah, I don't mess with Trump like that. I don't support that nigga. You know, he's a white nigga, huh? All right. What, what don't you like about him? That's cool. What, what, what about him, though? Like, what, what do you do that you don't like? Man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't follow politics. Man, I just don't like his ass. Oh, okay, cool. All right, I'm, I'm going to talk to you another time, man. You have a good day. You know what I'm saying? Just ignorant people like that. And, and it's crazy because, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this as well, the vast, not just a few people, but the vast majority of people really can't tell you why they don't like Donald Trump. You know, I mean, you guys really know that. And if you, if you think I'm lying to you, if you really think I'm lying to you, ask somebody. Have that same conversation with somebody. Be like, yo, yo, bro, you, what you think about this Donald Trump? They just be like, uh, I don't really like him. Oh, now nah, he's a racist. I don't like him. He's racist. Oh, for real? What, what did he say that was racist? Like, what, what exactly did he say? Nah, I don't know. He, I knew he racist, though. No, but for real, though, like, what did he say, though? Like, what? What was actually said that was racist? Nah, now he said to all Mexicans, this and that. Well, I mean, no, what did, what did, wait, say it again. Like, what did he say about the What exactly did he say about the Mexicans? Well, I don't know, man. I ain't watch that shit. It's a bunch of ignorant people out here. And I'll tell you, and I've asked this, you know, hundreds of people. And would you believe that not one person in my whole life could actually articulate one actual racist thing that Donald Trump? And that's not to say he's not racist. Because there's a lot of places, you know, plenty of races out there that never say any racist thing. But I found that the people who are most vocal about racism and, and, and they really can't name any specifics. It's always this media-driven, you know, soundbite, you know, that whole thing. They say, well, get off the races. They say, well, you know, what, uh, you know, well, what about what about what he, you know, he'd be grabbing women by the pussy. Oh, for real? What, that's what he does? And I said, well, I said, I did this show last year called Locker Room Talk where I broke that whole thing down. I said, he actually didn't say he he, he grabs women by the pussy. That's, that's actually not what he said. But, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people, they don't they didn't watch it. They didn't listen, you know, to the audio. But he, he said that, you know, in a lot of situations, it, a lot of women are so easy a lot of women are so freaky, that's all you have to do. He said when you have money, when you have power, all you have to do is grab them by the pussy, and, and, you know what I'm saying, and they do whatever you want, which in many cases, that, that actually is true. That doesn't mean that me, I can say the same thing. That doesn't mean I'm going to specifically go out and grab women inappropriately, 
But it's like in many cases, and then the fellas know this, a lot of times that is all you got to do. Shoot, they let you do more than that. Sometimes that is. And so, and again, that's not to make excuses for it, but a lot of times what happens is the media likes to manipulate things. They like to take things out of context. I think we really have to get back to, you know, get back to facts. You know, what's right is right, what's fair is fair. And a lot of stuff, it's just, it's just fake. It's just fake. But let's, let's – so, so the whole point is this whole, you know, state of the union. You know, from, I, I want to talk about some specifics of the state of the union. But to talk about specifics of the state of the union, what I liked, what I didn't like, my point is you have to actually have watched or listened to the State of the Union. You know, one of the things I would say, I, I said online um, is that I said that I said this last year, actually. Uh, actually, today, last year today, it was in my memories on Facebook, I said it's sad that the mainstream media has fooled specifically black folk into thinking that Donald Trump is worse than the drug dealers selling dope in the hood, the gangbangers, the thugs, killing one another every day, women who have multiple abortions and use them as some type of form of contraception, parents with no control over their kids allowing them to run the streets all hours of the night, you know, and many other perpetually destructive forces plaguing the black community. I said that from day one, the powers that be have an agenda to divide and conquer and to distract. I said that our real enemy is much bigger and has been around a lot longer than Donald Trump. And I'm actually going to repost that today. But it's interesting that a year ago today, I put up this same post. And if you look at it literally, nonstop, there's been nothing but talk about Donald Trump. I mean, it's, it's, it's sickening, absolutely sickening, literally every day nonstop. I could put this same post up, the same exact post I put up a year ago today would be just as relevant, if not more, a whole year later. There are people talking about the same thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know about y'all, but I'm not in the same place I was a year ago. And if you're still talking about the same thing that you talked about a year ago, and you're still doing the same stuff, and you're still mad, you know what I'm saying, a, a year later or even a week later, there's a problem. I'm not wasting a day of my life being mad about Donald Trump or any politician for that matter. My kids are too beautiful for that. You know what I'm saying? My wife is too beautiful for that. I don't have time to be mad. It's too much uh, fun to be had, you know. They just built the Legoland up here around me, you know. It's it's too much stuff to do, it's, you know what I'm saying, to be mad about Donald Trump. Let, now, when, they, when Donald Trump says, you know what, I'm going to close the Legoland and I'm going to close the parks, you can't hang out with your kids, there's new legislation that says, you know, we're going to build a wall between you and your kids, then, then me and Trump got a real problem, you know what I'm saying. But until that day comes, the rest of this stuff, I, you know what I'm saying? We can deal with it. That's not to say we should become complacent and allow, and allow the government to run rampant, but to be mad to the extent that a lot of people are mad, one, it's not biblical, and two, 
it's just a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a depressed individual, so, you know, I can't be mad but for so long. You know? And, that, and I don't, like I said, that's just me. But let's talk about the unemployment. And that's and here's another thing that I found interesting. You know, and I, a lot of my, my Facebook friends, followers, and things like that, people on my timeline, that's what they're focused like, out of everything. Like, I watched the whole speech, just like I watched every debate. I watched a lot of the speeches on the campaign from a lot of the different candidates. And, you know, the, out of everything, I mean, so much stuff was talked about, you know, veterans, the economy, uh, military, immigration, trade. The only thing I hear black folk talking about is Donald Trump claiming, uh, you know, claiming this victory, claiming to basically taking credit for the historic low in unemployment, and then, and then now that and then so it's the debate of, you know, well, well, is it Donald Trump that should get the credit? Is it Obama? A lot of the stuff was put in place in in the last few months of his his administration, and it's like look. And you got to be, there's a problem with that. Honestly, I, I honestly, I don't want to curse. I try to watch my mouth. I honestly don't care. Guess what? I don't care, you know, if, if the unemployment rate is low because of Barack Obama. I don't care if the unemployment rate is low because of Donald Trump. Guess what? I mean, this may be, this may be, mind-blowing and, and, and earth-shattering, but I'm just happy that the unemployment rate is lower. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. What difference does it make? I mean, seriously, there are people actually arguing this. Like, it matters. I don't care. Somebody said, you know, we want to hear you talk about the relationships. I will, we'll talk about the relationships. That relationship stuff will be there. It's all in my new book, Redefining Greatness. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? It's time for it. But there's also a time, you know, for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, the unemployment, who cares? You know, I, I and that's the thing, I can't even, for me, I'll let the political pundits, you know, break it down. The social media uh, geniuses, I'll let them break it down. I don't have time nor the desire to try to figure out who, you know, should get credit for the historic unemployment rate. Like, you got, I mean, no disrespect, but you got to be pretty miserable to sit around arguing that point. Because I, I just, I try, I see the comments, I see the threads, I honestly just don't care. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. If there's a family out there that, you know, who was struggling before and now they're no longer struggling and they can, there's a father who can afford to go to work and, and provide for his, his wife and his kids and even have food for the dog. Like, I'm just happy about that, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. All of the extra stuff to me doesn't matter. I know the government wants us all to be starving and to be poor, and the, the, that little 1%, they get their billions and billions of dollars. I know that. That's how it is. That's, that's the system. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's how it's always going to be. There's never going to be a system that is structured for everyone to prosper equally. That will never happen. No matter who's, and I don't care if you get a black man in office, a white man in office, and even if you do get, people need to understand, 
even if you get a black man in office or a woman in office, and we already had one, that person is only going to have been put there because the people higher up put him there. Yeah, you ever been in corporate America? And it's it's really sad to say this, guys. It's really sad. And I was even this guy when I was in corporate America. Uh, there was a guy, I worked at this company, and uh, I won't say the name of the company, but I know how to play the game. I've been in corporate America for 20 years, maybe even longer than that. I know how to play the game better than most. To, to, to you know, start out at the bottom and to get hand-picked. You get, you know, they call that that tap on the shoulder. You get tapped on the shoulder to get at one position of promotion, then another promotion put into a different position. You're only tapped on your shoulder if you if your views and your actions coincide with the upper management the higher-ups, and, and then even those higher-ups. If you know how to play the game, you might get that tap on the shoulder. But understand, you're only tapped on the shoulder. You're only put in that position because they want you in that position. They, I got that tap on the shoulder because I kissed ass. You know what I'm saying? I was good at what I did, but at the same time I left those stupid jokes. I, I put on that stupid you know, what they call the the white voice. You guys know, everybody knows what it is. Don't act like you don't know what it is. Oh, hey, Tom. Oh, hey, Susie. That's the game. If you don't play that game, you know, then you will not get that tap on the shoulder if you're in corporate America. I 100% guarantee you. If you are a nigga that intimidates these higher-up white men, you will not get that tap on the shoulder. If you are a, a, a black woman who is too strong and too independent and has too much of an attitude for those rich white women or you know what I'm saying? whatever the case is, you know, you're not able to properly give the, the rich white man the hard on when he walks by and flirts with you and you try to act like it's nothing. If you don't play that game, you will not get that tap on the shoulder. Y'all can look at me like I'm crazy if you want to, but we all know the game, especially if you're in corporate America. And please understand, Obama, you know, to say he played that game would be a severe understatement. You know, and, and uh, it would be very unfortunate, it is unfortunate, it would be nice if that's all he did. You know what I'm saying? But anybody who really knows what's going on knows that the price of fame and fortune and power in this country, you know, it's steep. And if you think that, you know, somebody like Obama can get in office just by having people vote for him or just, you know, the political process in and of itself, please, you, you don't understand politics. It's much more deeper and a lot more evil than that. Trust and believe. But aside from that, unemployment, okay, it, I'm happy that it's low. I, I liked a lot of things Donald Trump had to say, I just like I liked a lot of things Obama had to say on that subject, you know, it, it, during the State of the Union address. It is what it is. Shoot, I, there was a time when I was on unemployment, you know, and the reality is a lot of people don't understand. They're cutting, they're cutting back benefits. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, you know, and to be to be really honest, a lot of the benefits being cut was from Obama. It's from those Democrats. A lot of people attribute this blame to the Republicans, but I can only speak from a, 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 a particular perspective. And I know that when Bush was in office, it was a lot of people getting. If you know what, if you've been on unemployment, you know about the first tier. You know about the second tier. You know about the third tier. There were people getting unemployment for darn near three years. 
You know what I'm saying? Normally it's six months, but, you know, after that, they give you, you know what I'm saying, the first, second, and third tiers. When Obama got in office, all that went away. See, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, though, but back back in the day, and people will tell you, they were on unemployment, unemployment having side hustles and working a couple of different jobs. Obama got in office, they cracked down on that. They cut off all the tiers. At six months, time to get a job. Back to the real world. But like I said, it's not. I'm not here to place blame. I'm not. I am not, and never will be one of those Democrats versus Republicans guys. I I refuse to play that game. The government is corrupt. The system is corrupt. Democrats are racist, just like Republicans are racist. There is, you know, what I'm saying, it's two different party political parties controlled by the same people. And if you don't know that, please don't even talk to me about politics. Because I mean, that's I'm tell, what I'm telling you is that is the case. If you don't believe that's the case, you don't know politics. So congratulations to everyone who is now off unemployment and can now go out and, and get a real job, paying them pennies. You know, I, and I, here's my advice on that. Here's my advice on that. Everyone's talking about the, the minimum wage. You, you know, they, that's another big fight political fight, you know, should we raise the minimum wage? Y'all talking about minimum wage? I made about $3,000 last week. I'm not worried about minimum wage. Y'all talking about minimum wage, let's raise it up. Let's get these people working. Let's give these people some skills so that they can go flip some money. You know, find a trade, find a, a profession where you can make some real money. You know what I'm saying? Make some money. I'm sitting here doing this show you know what I'm saying? I made money while we're on this call. And y'all worried about minimum wage. I don't care about minimum wage. And if you, and as, and as I said, we got to require, but I'm not going to teach my son, you know, to strive for minimum wage. I don't care. And now we, and we, we live in a society where, like back in the day, you heard people say, all right, well, you got to go to school. You got to go to school. That's not really the case today. You know, I'm so sick of people talking about that. But the reality is, if you're a hustler, you can do whatever you want. I'm a hustler. I, and I, I'm, I'm one of those unique hustlers where I can go out right now and get a corporate America job. I can go to any bank I want to and get a job paying $60,000, dollars probably more than that. But with, in my sleep, I could go get a job paying minimum dollars $70,000. That's just based on my experience and my education. I could do that just like that. But that I don't but I don't want to do that. You know, but on the side on the on the flip side, I can also go out, you give me a thousand dollars, I'll turn that thousand dollars into two thousand in about a week or so. You know what I'm saying? And just keep that keep that train going. And I think that's the type of diversity that we have to instill into our children. Stop telling them, Oh, you gotta go to school for four years and then, you know, change your major about three or four times waste thousands of dollars, and then graduate with a degree you're never going to use. What kind of advice is that? Why are we teaching our kids that? For what? For what purpose? For, I mean, really, for what purpose? For no purpose at all, just because it sounds good. We need to teach people the skills so they can be successful. Like right now I'm already teaching my daughter like, or asking her, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like what do you want to do? That way we can really – figure out what's the best direction for her to go in. 
a lot of people graduate from uh, high school and go straight to college. Well, I mean, that's cool for some people. That's what I did. But maybe for someone else, hey, maybe you want to go get this internship. You know, maybe as your parent, let me support you while you get this, in, uh, this internship that will give you the necessary experience so you can be successful in the field that you really want to be in in five or ten years. If you really want to support your kid, don't tell them to go into debt just, just for the sake of having a bachelor's degree. For what? What's that? What do you mean? And again, bachelor's degrees are cool, but what are you going to do with that degree? How is that degree going to elevate your status in life as far as what you really want to do? I know people making $100,000 a year right now with no degree in corporate America. A lot of, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I know it's kind of off topic, but we got to get back to really instilling in our kids the, the, the proper knowledge to be successful, and we're not doing that. And, so, and because we're not doing that, that's why we see all these kids uh, running around out here with tattoos on their faces, tatted up, can't read. You know what I'm saying? And then we want to talk about raising the minimum wage. Minimum wage is not even a part of my conversation. And if you are only, and this is for really anybody, I mean, I know everyone's situation is different, but if minimum wage is what you are striving for or fighting for, you know what I'm saying, or what you want for your kids and your family, a higher minimum wage, it, you're you're not hustling enough. That's that should not be okay for anybody. Nobody should aspire to work a minimum wage job and be content. Now, if you do it, you do it. That's cool. But you should not be content with doing this. So the re the reason for a lot, I get it. A, a lot of the unemployment rate, the reason why the rate is so low right now, is because a lot of benefits are being cut off. Less people are, are even on unemployment. They're only tracking the, the people who are getting benefits, the people who are in that system, you know, the benefit system. So that's why it's so low. They ain't giving no money out. That money is dried up. The government is not in the business any really ever, but specifically now, of just giving over money. You know how much money I got back in when I was in college? I got the un- I, mean, I was on unemployment. I was on uh Benefits, like, but that was the hustle. You know what I'm saying? When I was in college, like, I got the government, the food, I had food stamps. I had the uh, the government bought me a car because all you had to do was prove that you uh, you needed a car to get to the job that you worked at while you were in school. They, you know, cut you a check for like a thousand dollars, and you take that check directly to any dealership, and they, you know, what I'm saying, get you. You know, I knew every hustle in the world. Shoot, the government steals from us. We're going to steal right back from them. Manipulate, they manipulate you, manipulate them right back. I get it. Do what you got to do. What they say, make that money, don't, make it make, don't let it make you. But, don't, but just know what it is. You know, some of y'all working nine to five jobs, killing yourself. For what? You know how much I used to work a nine to five job, making a good salary. You know what I'm saying? Making a pretty good salary. I left that job alone. I was like, dang, you know, that, that money every two weeks, that sure was good. That was that, was that little safety net. Man, I go, in, I go in my stash. I go in the, you know what I'm saying, check my balance. And I said, whoa, you know what I'm saying? This money was never so good when I was in corporate America. And sometimes you just got to step out on common sense and be a hustler. Don't worry about minimum wage. So I'm going to, you know, 
I mean, that, I could talk about that whole unemployment thing. People are looking at it the wrong way. Y'all worry about minimum wage. You worry about unemployment. Where's your drive? Where's your hustle? I'm saying it's crazy. People, people worried about what what the government is doing or what they're not doing. But what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, really, what are you – I'm going to be doing a uh, a financial – a show on nothing but finance. I'm going to have a couple guests on. I'm going to be talking about just how to save money, how to make money, how to maximize your earning potential. And that's what we need to be talking about as African Americans. I'm already teaching my kids to save and the, and the, the hustle, and we got we to gotta have that conversation. But, yeah, so – so that was uh, that was one thing that he talked about, which I liked. I mean, there wasn't anything to like. I mean, anything to dislike, unless you are one of those people focused on, you know, what who you know, who gets the credit. <laughs> it's crazy, you know. Trade deals. He talked a lot about trade. You know, finance. You know, different. You know, not being taken advantage of by you know places like China and Russia and Mexico and and just improving. Um, our, our our financial status around the world, and I mean, listen, I get it, guys. A lot of it is BS. I'm not. I'm believe me. I'm the furthest from uh, naive that you ever see. Understand that. I get it. A lot of it is just talking, but you can't say, you know, what I'm saying like, all right, this is bad. If somebody is saying good things about finances. Now, whether or not it's true or not, or will be true, you know what I'm saying? That's a different story. But, you know, I mean, there's some people just mad at everything. It's like, well, hold on, what do you, what do you, what exactly are you mad about? You know what I'm saying? You know, people were talking about uh, when he was running, talking about, you know, well, your clothes are made in Mexico, or you, you got clothes made in China, and this and that. Your clothes, your, your ties, you know, are made here and there, and you're not even doing your business in, in, in the United States. Well. Guess what, guys? I wouldn't either. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of people don't even understand how business, like, you, when, once you own a business, like I own a few different businesses, you're going to do what you have to do, you know, to get the lowest rates to maximize your earning potential. Why do you think when you call Sprint or you call Verizon, you got to wait for 10 minutes and somebody come on with this crazy accent you can't understand the thing that they're saying? Well, the reason is because it's cheaper. Those call centers out there are dirt cheap. You know, I actually had a back when, back if y'all remember, you know, uh, on this show, I would, it was a time I, I kind of flirted around with the idea of, uh, of using a call center for some different things for marketing and, uh, you know, things like that. I said, you know, I ended up not doing it, but I did the research on the, on the rates, you know, India, you know, there's a lot of places. I mean, there's some places all over. Costa Rica, like, they got call centers out there that are very cheap. I used to run a call center here in Philadelphia, and the rates were crazy. Downtown Philadelphia, super crazy. You know, like, I was that guy where, you know, you we would call you to ask you to give back to your alumni fund, your college, your high school, whatever like that. Those rates were crazy. So my point is, when somebody says, hey, look, you know, we want to try to – we want those businesses to come back to the United States, but the, the numbers have to be right. we got to figure out some better deals. I'm all for that. I didn't hear Obama talking about that. 
You know what I'm saying? I, that wasn't one of his major campaign promises. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, you know, that's just one of many things that I think we we have to try to look at objectively, you know? And that, from day one, has been one of the, the main things that Donald Trump has talked about doing. Like I said, I'm not here, I'm not here defending. I'm just, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong. You know, it's, believe me, there's plenty of things that, you know, he's said and done that I don't necessarily agree with. But some things, you know, I was like, okay, okay, cool. You know, he said, you know, one thing that he wants to do, talking about the State of the Union, he said uh, he wanted to, you know, really move in the direction of, of better funding our military, you know, specifically uh, building up our nuclear arms, uh, nuclear weapons, our nuclear weapon uh, arsenal, which I believe is very important. So when we have people like uh, North Korea where previous administrations have been, you know, to say that they've been uh, weak would be a drastic and severe understatement um, in regards to foreign policy and things like that. We absolutely need to strengthen our military, strengthen our Navy, um, and, and to the point where it's not even a question of whether or not somebody would try to, uh, you know, attack us or talk crazy to us. And, I mean, you know, and I believe that's important, you know, and, and that those are some of the things that, you know, he was talking about, which is something – you know, which was very foreign to, uh, you know, and this isn't a whole Obama versus Trump, but just previous administrations. Like I said, one of the things that people need to realize is that there are very specific reasons why Donald Trump is in office, okay? And it will be very easy to be like, oh, you know, everybody, the racist and this. But, I mean, one, we ran against Hillary Clinton, who was probably the weak, one of the weaker candidates in the history of this country. Uh, so there was no choice but to put Donald Trump in office. But aside from that, <clears throat> he, he, a lot of the, he, he tapped into areas that have been ignored, uh, like our military, like foreign policy, uh, like immigration reform, like uh, trade. And these are all areas where, I mean, really previous administrations have struggled. And so because a lot of people, many probably like myself, recognize, like, yo, this country is not really going in the right direction, like, you know what I'm saying? We need a change. We need a real change. And that's why a lot of people, black, white, Hispanic, saw that, and, and they put Donald Trump in office. You know what I'm saying? They, that's how they voted. It will be very easy to follow the media's narrative of, oh, it's white versus black. But it's, it's really not that. There are millions and millions and millions of African Americans that voted for Donald Trump. There are millions and millions of Hispanics that voted for Donald Trump, and there are millions of white folk that voted for Donald Trump. That's a, these are facts. And so let's not get into this whole white versus black, you know what I mean, ridiculous narrative. You know, if people are wondering, I personally did not vote for Donald Trump. You know it's not, but it's not about me. It's not about you, but it's about, you know what I'm saying, whoever you voted for, or if you voted at all, you know, vote for what you are passionate about. You know, if there's a candidate who, who supports things that you like or that you're passionate about, then I would say support that person. Don't just follow social media, your Facebook followers. and All that doesn't matter. You know, but what about the veterans? What about the military? You know, there's been, I mean, there, I said, told y'all before, and everybody knows this, there's a veteran since I've been li- live on the air today. 
uh, they say there's a veteran that kills himself every 20 minutes. So ask yourself, how many veterans, you know what I'm saying, have have killed themselves just in the last few minutes? You know, there are people out here on unemployment, homeless, that have been to war, you know, fought battles, killed for this country, killed for your freedom and my freedom, and, and they don't even have a place to stay. They don't have you know, any type of pension or, or benefits. And that is a major, major, major problem that Obama didn't seem to give a damn about, the Bushes didn't seem to give a damn about. You know, at what point does somebody step up and say, you know what, our veterans matter, our veterans are important, our military is important, and we're going to support these people the way they supported us. Now, like I said, I don't know how genuine that was coming from Trump. Again, we're, I'm talking about what was said, you know, things I've seen done thus far over the past year. And, and, you know, and I'm feeling that. You know, if he says, hey, look, when he was running, he said, look, that's going to be one of my priorities in the first year, first couple of years is to make significant overhauls to our, our veterans program and uh, veterans benefits and, you know, things like that. Cool. That's what's up because Obama damn sure didn't do it. So that's what's up. I can support that. You know, I look around my, my neighborhood, you know, um, it, it, it's crime, it's criminals, it's, you know, you look at Chicago, you look at places like, you know, Oakland and, uh, you know, different parts of California and uh, Camden, you know, the crime is crazy. And it's amazing. People say, you know, I remember I saw the, the interview with Donald Trump, uh, you know, and he was he was meeting with Steve Harvey. And, I, and I, I, really, I didn't just follow the media narrative, but everybody was labeling Steve Harvey a coon. He said, oh, you met with Donald Trump. I said, I said well, and so I really dug a little deeper. So I started to look for some Steve Harvey interviews to, to to where he discussed what they met about. And he was like, look, he said, look, I don't know Donald Trump. He was like, but I do know that there's a major problem in inner cities around the country. And Donald Trump said he wants to meet with black leaders and figure out what's the best way we can work on this problem. He's like, so I don't know if he's genuine about that. He's like, but. I, I at least wanted to meet with him to see what he was talking about. And let me, I, I talked about this, you know, I say certain things from time to time, but I really want people to understand this. You are part of the problem if you're someone who is so negative that they will see a problem but won't even have a meeting with someone to sit down and try to fix the problem. I look at people like my pastor, Pastor uh, Alan Waller. I go to Enon here in Philly. Now, I know there, there are many problems here in this city, but I, I've seen him go out and meet with, you know, Muslims, atheists, um, you know, the Hebrew Israelites, um, you know what I'm saying, different faiths and, and, and different denominations to try to work on a problem together. You don't have to believe what I believe. I don't like Donald Trump. I don't have to like Donald Trump, but if Donald tells me, hey, look, say Don Tolbert, I listen to your radio show, and you make some good points. I, I like to sit down with you and figure out how we can do some positive things in your community. What kind of, I mean, how would I look 
It was like, oh, no, I, I'm not going to meet with you. No, you, you want to give me money. You want to help fund some programs to feed the homeless and, and the, you know what I'm saying, fix, fix the, some of these broken down, the broken school system, and you want to really help me do some good in my community, and I'm going to tell you no why, because I'm afraid of being called a coon. I'm afraid of what my Facebook friends are going to say. You must be crazy. Like, that's just, that would just be stupid. And anyone who feels that way is stupid, okay? That, that if, you, if you feel that way, there's something not right there. You don't have to like someone to work with someone for a common good. You don't. And you should not allow people to, to, to feel that way I, I was, uh, or to make you feel that way. I did a whole special last year this time on Chrisette Michelle. Check it out. All, I, this time last year, I did all types of shows discussing Donald Trump and people saying, "What do you think? Oh, you this feel this? Listen, you don't have to. Be, you don't have to uh, assume anything about me. I've t- I talk about everything. I've done over three about twenty five hundred shows over the last ten to twelve years. You don't have to think of anything about me. That you can just know, just tune in and listen to me. My views on any subject you wanna you can think of. You know, but if you think if you th- it's like, like Chrisette Michelle. They asked, they said, she's a coon for performing. And she said, hold on. I, I, I listened to her on The Breakfast Club, listened to her on a few other interviews, and they said, so look, Chrisette, like, why did you perform? She said, well, first of all, this is, she killed it. She killed it. She's one of my, I love her voice. She killed the interview. She said, well, first of all, I sang a gospel song. All right? She said, I sang a gospel song, and last time I checked, Last time I read my Bible, the gospel at, for, for Christians was to be spread to the masses. So why on earth would she not sing a gospel song in an, at a venue where she could reach millions of people? I'm saying we are so closed-minded. Sometimes I hate our community because we're so closed-minded. We don't look at the bigger picture. We, 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 we look to complain first and congratulate second, if, if we congratulate it at all. But you don't have to like someone to use a particular venue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And people say, oh, she got this amount of money. I mean, yeah, the money's cool. I don't know how much she got, but, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't it? I mean, if you're a singer, you want to sing for people. If you're a Christian... You should want to spread the word of God. So how is that wrong for doing that? But most, I watch this, a lot of people listen, oh, snap, I didn't know it was a gospel song. I didn't even know what song she sung. That's because most people are ignorant. You know what I'm saying? See, I knew that. Like, I actually, you know what I'm saying, made it my business to, to find that out. Most people don't even know that. But they will still be the one, oh, you're a coon. She, what, what, most people, most, how about this? Most black folk don't even know what a coon is. You guys know that? Unless you took, which I took many, but unless you took like an actual, you know, TV or, or, or you know, class, you know, in high school or college on American studies, the history of film and television, took a lot of those types of courses, they tell you about the origin of this stuff. And, and, you, and you really know, like, people like Step and Fetch it, you know, and, and really you can learn what a real coon is, like black buffoonery and 
the black buck and, and you know, and Mammy, the images of Mammy. A lot of people have no idea, you know, what these terms mean, yet they throw them out because it sounds cool. Steve Harvey's a coon. Ben Carson is a coon. People don't even know what they're talking about. I have no idea what that means. It sounds so stupid. Like actually uneducated people trying to sound intelligent. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. People who can't even read. People are out here reading at an eighth or ninth grade level but want to try to be Facebook geniuses. It's disgusting, actually. I can't, I, I, sometimes I just go on deleting sprees. You guys ever notice? Guys ever notice? Like, if you go on my, my main Facebook page, it's right. I don't, I'm not on it right now, but I have somewhere around like 400 and, you know, 999 friends or something like that, very close to 5,000. So, I, but like it fluctuates. It'll go to, and, I mean, and like I'll go in and add another 10 people. Another 20, so I just go and delete people who just constantly talk stupid. And like I said, one of the, that was one of the things that uh, Trump was talking about uh, the other night on, which was tougher crime laws. You know, I'd love to see, um, you know, more stop and frisk. Talked about that recently on another show. You know, let's let's get some of these criminals off the street. You know, and, and let's let's not just uh, do stop and frisk by the same racist and the same trigger happy cops that have been roaming the streets. No, let's let's really crack down on the cops too. Let's get some of these co- uh, corrupt cops off the off the street. Let's get some of the trigger happy cops off the street. The racism. Let's get those guys out of there. Let's institute some better training programs for police, some sensitivity training, some weapons training, you know, and, and, and let's have the right people in the right neighborhoods policing the people who need to be policed. We all know thugs and criminals when we see them. You know, let's get, let's get, the, get them off the street, the gangbangers, the robbers, the killers, the drug dealers, the hustlers, the scammers. Let's get them all off the street. I mean, illegal guns are out here. It's so easy to buy an illegal gun right now. And it's funny. You only hear the, the Democrats talking about gun legislation when there's some type of mass shooting. But, let, but let, you know, people, it's mass shootings every day. Just look around. 10, 12 people every single day get killed. More than that. You know, and the only time they talk about this gun legislation is when they uh, orchestrate these mass shootings. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. When they have these tragedies. You know, that's the only time they talk about it. But let's let's have some tougher crime crime laws, and get some of these guns and these criminals off the street. I had no problem. I heard a lot of people talking about this. I had no problem with Donald Trump talking about he was going to bring the military into Chicago. I had no problem with that. Bring the Fed. He said, bring the Feds in. Bring them in. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's do it. Obviously, something is wrong. I mean, you, I mean, listen, you got Donald Trump talking about bringing the feds into Chicago, inner city Chicago because the crime rate is so crazy. Barack Obama's uh, second home, we all know, the first home of uh, you know, Kenya, you know what I mean? But um, that's a whole other story. But, I mean, that's that's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? You got Obama put more work in for the for the gays, the gays and the homosexuals and the and the transsexuals than he did his own home getting these guns and crimes off crime off the street. So absolutely, yes. When I heard Donald Trump uh, talking about tougher crime laws and, and and policing inner city, the inner city, because that's where a lot of this crime is happening. 
you you darn right. I, you know, I was happy about that. And if I would have been in the audience, I would have clapped too. That's another issue that I had. Listen, I'm not a hater. I'm far from stupid. I'm far from unintelligent. And I'm definitely not a hater. If somebody, I don't care who it is, if somebody says something that I like and something that's going to be beneficial, I'm going to support that until I find that that's not the case. You had the whole black caucus, the Democratic black caucus, caucus sitting there like they had sticks up their asses. What are you not clapping for? That's that's just being a hater. Now, there's certain things. There's certain, Donald Trump took some shots and he said some things. But if you say something to me that, like, I'm just going to throw out something. Like, if you say, hey, look, we just eradicated ISIS and, and the place, you know what I'm saying, we're like 90%, ISIS is probably, I don't know what it was, 90, 95% eradicated. Guess what? Let's clap for that. That's what's up. Don't sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'm just not going to clap for that. No, we're Americans. If you're not happy to be an American, yo, get out of the country. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that that's – we got to start keeping it real. Because, see, the problem is I've traveled different places. And, we, you know, yes, we live in a racist society. Yes, we live in a corrupt uh, country, a racist country with a corrupt government. Um, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's just a lot that we have to do. There's a lot that we have done, a lot we still have to do. But the reality is, if you know about the world, at the end of the day, the United States is still one of the best places to live. People, there are things that, you know, we as Americans, well, I say just us as, as people, a lot of people, a lot of times we take things for granted. You know what I mean? Like, just being able to go to church, just being able to worship, you know, being able to scream, I love Jesus Christ. Remember one time me and Osho were riding around. He said, you know what, man, and we were, it was me, him, and some other homies. He's like, yo, man, just pull the car over, man. I just, just real quick, just pull the car over. He's like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, yo, man, just pull the car over real quick. So he pulled the car over. He gets out. like, yo, I just need to thank God real quick. He's like, yo, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, he was tripping. Don't get me wrong. I still make fun about it. He was definitely tripping. But that's just how, you know what I'm saying, in that moment, he felt led to give praise to God, you know, and so and that is something that a lot of people in a lot of places around the world cannot do. You get in many places, you get beheaded for stuff like that. You have to hide your spirituality, hide your love for Jesus Christ for fear of your life. And so, there, you know, and that's just one of many. Um, you know, I, I just I went to Dominican Republic. Uh, a few years ago, I went to Costa Rica a few months ago, I mean, last month. And, um, you know, there are people living in shacks. There are people living in huts on the side of the road. That, like homes they just made and, like, made together with sticks, sticks and stones and, you know, look like cardboard. They Like they made their house, and that's how they live. And so, you know what I'm saying? You might live in the ghetto, but at least you got running water. At least you got, you know, electricity. There are people living in different places of the world with none of those things. So my point is, is that our poor is on a whole nother. What's poor to us, the poorest person here, that's like has money or has a roof over their head, is like is living in, you know, like a king compared to other places of the world. So really, just think about that for a quick second. And we need to understand that my point is that we still live in one of the best countries to live in. You know, in the world, 
And so my point is, if you're talking about certain things, or you hear someone talking about certain things that are patriotic or are things that we all as Americans should, can relate to and should appreciate, you're going to sit there with a, with a stick up your ass just, just because it's the person who said it? I wanted to smack half of those people looking, looking like idiots, looking stupid, just because it's Trump. That's, that's, that's petty. There's no time for pettiness. I'm not a petty person. I'm not a hater. So if I hear someone saying something I agree with, I'm a clap. If I hear something, you say something stupid, then, okay, fine, then sit there, you know what I'm saying, don't say nothing, give them the ice grill, whatever. But don't just, don't clap just because you want to be spiteful. That's the problem with the government now. It's too divided. Nobody wants to work together. Trump says, here, come meet. Let's talk about the problem. You say, no, I'm not going to meet. And if you do go meet, I'm going to call you a coon. People are just stupid. You know, I'm going to say something that's going to help all Americans. Oh, I'm just going to sit there and look at you like you're crazy, like you just shot my dog. It's just plain old stupid. And you wonder why people don't really get involved with this ridiculous political process, Most why most black folks don't even vote. The main black leaders are the main petty leaders. I'm excuse me, what black leaders? That's the real problem. Everybody's out for themselves. Everybody's out for political gain. The media coverage, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, they show up when the cameras are there. Where's that? What, you know what I'm saying? Where's Al Sharpton now? Where's Jesse Jackson now? You, you know, people only show up when they want to argue about something, when they want to fight about something, when the cameras are rolling. That's not what Martin Luther King did. That's not what Marcus Garvey did. That's not what Malcolm X did. They followed causes that they were passionate about, causes that somebody said they should be passionate about. Do y'all realize what's happening out here? You know, black folk only get riled up when the media says they should get riled up. It's disgusting. This stuff I'm talking about today, this is stuff I'm passionate about. Not stuff that's, in fact, this is stuff that is unpopular. The views expressed here today on this show are widely viewed as unpopular within the black community. But guess, ask me, do I care? Y'all must not know me if you think I care. You see what I'm saying? If you look at you know people like you know Trayvon Martin, these I'm not saying that you should not be passionate. But what I'm saying is, there you know how many Trayvon Martins there are every single day that are gunned down in cold blood, but because CNN says you should care about Tamir Rice. Because CNN says you should care about Mike Brown, then people care about Mike Brown. But what about Mike Brown, who is really, you know what I'm saying, Jermaine Brown, who was killed in cold blood? Why is his life less valuable than Mike Brown? Because he wasn't killed by a white cop? Come on, that doesn't make any sense. People should be passionate about issues that matter, not issues that freaking Matt Lauer or Savannah Guthrie say you should be hype about. And that's really all that happens. Y'all know that, right? They say it on CNN. Somehow it trickles down to social media. It gets shared and shared and shared and shared and goes viral. And the next thing you know, everybody's talking about it on their timeline. That's how this stuff happens. But you got to go back to the origin and ask yourself, wait a minute, how did I even hear about this to begin with? Why Why do I care about this? Why are we talking about this? You know what I'm saying? Why am I talking about this 
but not that. It's because it doesn't fit the agenda. And anything that fits the agenda will go viral. Anything that fits the agenda will be front-page news on the fake news, which is commonly known as the mainstream media. Okay. There's another thing that one of the other things that he talked about last night was, uh, or not last night, the other night was was the biggest tax cut in history. Now I want to talk about that. There's a lot. I mean, people say, well, you know, it, it, it's only designed to, uh, you know, basically benefit the rich. <laughs> I'm, well, guess what? You, you don't say. You know what I mean? Really? I didn't know that. You, what do you what do you, what do you mean? You mean the government just passed laws, major legislation that was put in place specifically to benefit the rich and powerful? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Stop the presses. You know what I mean? What the heck did you expect living here in America? What the heck did you expect from our government? I mean, does that – listen, that's how the whole government is structured. What the heck do you think Obamacare was? Yeah, Obama, people are so uninformed. Obamacare is one of the most corrupt and, and, and uh, most corrupt pieces of legislation because it was specifically put in place to benefit the rich and powerful and the billionaires. You know how many billions and billions and billions of dollars the rich and powerful got from Obamacare? But the problem with it is, is that the way it was marketed was because it was to help us, right? It was to help us. It was to help us have coverage. But what they didn't tell you, see, what you got to realize is there are people in other their countries where people have universal health care. Like, it just comes out of their taxes. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? If you need, like, it's just automatically covered because you're a citizen of that country. You don't have to, it's not extra. That's just what it is. It's included. And that's how it should be here in the United States. But that would be too much like rent. That would be too much like, you know, actually helping people. But instead, what Obama decided to do with Obamacare is say, you know what? We're not just going to give you universal health care like Bernie Sanders was talking about doing, which is probably why he's not president. But instead, we're going to pass legislation that requires you to have health care, Right? We're going to require. We're going to force you to have it. The same way you're required to have car insurance, you are now required to have health insurance. And guess what? If you don't have it, guess what? Guess what's going to happen? If you choose not to have it, we are going to penalize you. You understand that? And where do you think? Oh, the rich and powerful got so much money from so many different places. But where do you think all that, those penalties went through? You know, what I mean? you know how much money and penalties from Obamacare were, were, was generated? Billions of dollars. Certainly millions of dollars, but definitely also billions of dollars. Just from health care penalties. You know, I mean, you know it. Look it up. So you might ask yourself, well, wait a minute. I didn't know that data. Thank you for telling me. But so why would they do that? To to pay back the millions and millions of dollars that was given to Obama to so that his campaign could have the highest amount of campaign dollars in United States history. 
That's why you got to pay back those favors. That money wasn't free. So the pharmaceutical companies, the medical companies, insurance companies, all those companies, the rich and powerful, the billionaires, they are benefiting and have been benefiting from Obamacare because all that money is now streamlined to these particular companies. And the people who are not a part of that are being penalized. So that, I mean, you, I can't even tell you how many billions and billions of dollars were generated to the rich and powerful through Obamacare, as well as many other things. Bush did that whole thing when they destroyed Iraq, and he, and he filtered the, uh, you know, the contracts to rebuild it, the military contracts to, to his people, his cronies. Bush did the same thing with the military. Obama did it with Obamacare. Trump is doing it with, uh, with these tax cuts. Listen, the whole, you guys can get caught up in the whole, you know, good versus bad, good versus evil, Democrats versus Republicans. It's all fake. Listen, every president has certain responsibilities, okay? Every president. Every president has certain responsibilities. They are get, Listen, you, you guys know what super PACs are? Super PACs, and now they're, they're made secret, so you don't even know who's donating to these super PACs. The reason it's secret is because you have these billionaires, billions and billions of dollars, these billionaires, giving money to these political candidates. And they don't want you to know where that money is really coming from. But they, the, trust and believe, the candidates know what's up. So when they get elected, they are required to give that money back. You put me in office, so now I'm going to pass legislation to put that money back into your pocket. Every president has that responsibility. They're not going to advertise that. CNN, Don Shore, isn't going to talk about it. But that's how the game is played. Why do you think Bernie Sanders was talking so much about a corrupt and rigged political system. It's the same thing Bernie Sanders was talking about with, with Clinton. Go back and watch the debates where Bernie Sanders was – see, first of all, understand, Hillary Clinton is a Obama clone and vice versa, okay? They're like the, the same exact person. So when Clinton – excuse me, when Bernie Sanders was attacking Clinton – and even when Obama was attacking Clinton back in 08, talking about how corrupt she was, the same things Bernie Sanders was saying is glass going around. You know what I'm saying? That This is what he was talking about, these types of corrupt uh, practices where, you, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you give me money, I'll give it back to you in, in three or four years. So you really have to understand how the game is being played to understand the players. So my point with this is, yes, I, mean, so, and, well, I thought you were talking about the, the tax cut. I'm trying to provide you with some context. Yes, Donald Trump passed the biggest tax cut legislation in the history of the country, but that's what they do. That's what they all do. Just sit back. Remember this show in a few years when the next president, whoever that may be, comes up with this, the new scheme to put all the money back into the pockets of the rich and powerful. It's always going to be a scheme. You understand? It's always going to be. It just depends on what it's going to be. What do you, what do you think 9-11 was about? Well, we got to go over there and get the oil. But how do we get the oil? Oh, they got weapons of mass destruction. But they really don't have weapons of mass destruction. Oh, no, that's cool. We'll figure it out. We'll create a reason to go over there. The people, everyone's so woke. The same people talking about they're woke think that terrorists knock down the towers. Come on, man. Well, I don't even, you've never heard me use that stupid term, woke. 
What a stupid term. People come out there woke, and they don't even know how the game is being played. It's, it's amazing. So the tax cuts is, you know, it is what it is. But one of the last things I want to talk about is the, is the immigration reform. Because that's, that's like his, you know, Donald Trump's main, you know, main thing, right, it, it, is the, the immigration reform, you know, whether it's building the wall, whether it's, you know, um, you know, so many different things. You know, like I said, I'm not uh, on board with a lot of the things that he's doing with that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with um, the, 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 you know, the, the, what do you call it, the travel ban. I'm not with all that. I don't think you should target, you know, specific countries and say you can't come here just because your particular country has a high level of terrorist activity. I don't, you know, I, I do not like that. Um, I do not agree with the deporting of, and breaking up of families that have been there their whole lives. I, do, I don't like that. That is not okay. Um, overall, though, I believe that this, and not I believe, anyone can see with, you know, that's not blind, we are in serious need of immigration reform. Okay, our borders are, I mean, this is not my opinion. These are facts. This is stuff that even Obama will tell you, this stuff that Clinton has said, but they just didn't do anything about it. You know, go back over the last eight years and say what, you, you, you talked about immigration reform when you were running for president, but what did you do over the last eight years to secure our borders and to fix this, uh, this problem of, of illegal immigration? The answer will be not a damn thing. Okay, Hillary Clinton didn't even provide any type of proposal for major immigration reform and, and, and legislation. She didn't. That wasn't even a part of her campaign campaign platform. So yes, I respect Donald Trump for saying, "Hey, look, well, you know, my way is to build a wall." But we, at the end of the day, whether y'all want to build a wall or not, we need to fix this problem. First of all, there is a problem. Just ad- acknowledging that there is, in fact, a problem, and then saying, hey, look, this is what I want to do to try to fix the problem. So, and I'm saying, like, and the, the same stuff that everyone knows is a problem, he says, hey, look, this is my solution to it. People want to still sit there with, like they got sticks up their asses. You know, and, and we can talk about, I'm all, and I don't, even, I don't even hear black folk talking about it. You know, I don't even hear black folk talking about, you know, okay, fine, you don't want to build a wall, but what do you want to do? Like, what's your plan for securing the borders? You know, and, and you get crickets. You get crickets. So, I mean, if that's the, if, I mean, why can't we have a wall? And I'm not sure of the feasibility of that as far as the logistics go and everything like that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's a, a, a way to do it. Maybe it's not, but, you know, we have a country. You know, why not have a wall separating our country from other countries? And like I said, that may or may not be the answer, but I'd be interested in talking about that. Like if you say, no, nah, I'm not with the wall, but let's maybe do this, or let's maybe, you know, increase the border security you know what I'm saying? Maybe train some people to do security for the border or maybe some bar. You know I, mean? I don't know what it is, but to say that we don't need to secure our borders is just, 
it's just asinine. You know, especially if you're not offering any type of solution. You know, one of the things I said online is that uh, a system cannot fail individuals that it was never meant to protect. Right? I mean, if you really think about it, you know, we, we get so angry, we get so mad at the government, we get so mad at Trump, we get so mad at politics. But the reality is that, you know, you really have to go back and look at how this country was even formed to begin with. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We have a country who raped, murdered, and pillaged their way to what we now call the United States, you know, and, and we, we even celebrate Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying, which is really nothing. It's, it's crazy when you really look at how this country was formed, you know, and the things that we celebrate. We even have a Christopher Columbus Day, which is crazy. So you really have to understand where we've come from to understand where we're at now. None of this is new. Show me a time. Donald Trump is talking about make America great again. When was it great? Obama's talking about change. What did you change? <laughs> it's all BS. Everyone has a catchphrase. You ever notice that? There's always going to be a catchphrase. There's always going to be something that people gravitate towards to take them out of their self-imposed misery, largely in part to a, a lack of relationship with Jesus Christ. You ever notice that? I mean, really think about that. People latch on to these catchphrases and these, these mottos, mainly, you know, and they get so mad and they tune in, they rush home from work so they can turn on the news and see what they can get mad about today because at the end of the day, they're just miserable people. I mean, that's really what it is. Like I said, I'm not a miserable person, so I don't really get angry to that. You know, y'all really have never seen me angry. Most people haven't. And there are very few things that can get me to that point because, you know, I'm just a happy uh, individual. You know what I'm saying? I, bounce, I, I get my hustle on during the day. My kids come home. We act silly around the house. On the weekends, I may go out, you know, hang out with some friends or something maybe go to church on Sunday. I mean, it's like it's not a lot to be angry about unless, you see what I'm saying, unless you don't really have that anchor. You know what I'm saying? And when, but here's the problem. When you have that anchor, it, 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 at some point, the anchor of Christianity, the anchor of God, of Jesus, at some point you have to really ask yourself, and this will make a lot of people uncomfortable. But as a Christian, how can I really support homosexuality? As a Christian, how can I really support abortion? As a Christian, deep down I know all this transgender stuff really isn't okay. So then the, the second part of that is as a Christian, how can I be a Democrat? As a Christian, how can I support candidates who actively endorse homosexuality, transgenderism, LGBTQ, ABCDFG, all that other crap? And how do I support abortion? All that other stuff. How do I do that? You know what I'm saying? Now, now, does that mean 
you should automatically become a Republican. No, it doesn't. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be. There's, and this is where the media comes in. There's, you don't have to. The only reason I even did this show, I'm going to talk about the Grammys next time. I really don't even care about the Grammys. This is what I care about. But at the end of the day, you, the media has an agenda of forcing you to choose. They have a way of forcing you to choose to be a Democrat or a Republican. They have a way of forcing you to choose Christianity versus politics. You know that, right? Because you really can't do both. If you're really serious, you know you can't do both. That's why they make you change. I mean, they make you, excuse me, they make you choose. You see what I'm saying? You really can't. And that's why the Bible, if you look at it, the Bible doesn't, isn't, Jesus wasn't political. You know, and, and watch this. And if you really know the word, you know, the politicians of the day, the Romans, you know what I'm saying, all those guys, they were all corrupt. They were they were the main ones with the pagan gods and you know performing sacrifices. The rich and powerful of the time of Jesus's time, they were all you know the celebrities. They were the politicians. They were the quote unquote presidents. You know, they, but they, at the same time, watch this. This is watch this, guys. Wait for it. They were all evil. You you know that right? So watch this. Here's my question. I'm going to end on this. Here's the question. If, if Watch this. If in Jesus' time, right, the rich, the powerful, the popular, all those guys, the Bible specifically says, love not the things of this world, right, and, and, and all of the major players of that time had pagan gods, performed sacrifices, and we're the exact opposite of what Jesus encourages us all to be. Why on earth would we think that in today's society, when things are ten times worse, would we think anything would be different? Why are so many Christians, followers of Christ, choosing politics and, and social activism and, and this anger towards the government and all this other stuff ahead of, you know what I'm saying, what the Bible says? And, and, and how they classify it all as evil. There is no, you know, good political, you know what I'm saying, good president. That's an oxymoron, a good government. Where was the good government back in the day? Just, just show me a verse. Who were the good politicians back in the day? You know what I'm saying, in Jesus' time. What, 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 what uh, book was that in? You know what I'm saying? Where, where, where they were people that we as believers should follow and should worship and idolize the way a lot of y'all, excuse not y'all, people idolize Barack Obama. You know what I'm saying? Love not the things of this world. Love not people in this world. But there's, there's, I won't say any names, but there there's sure are certain politicians that sure are loved, and they're the most popular people in the world, and the most influential people in the world. They're absolutely loved by the entire world. Yet, as Christians, we just we see no problem with that. Oh, that's fine. Let's just worship. Oh, and the world loves them. Let's just love them too. What the heck? Let's just follow, ride the wave. It's no problem. Forget what the Bible says about loving people in the world, 
do not desire those types of things and following and idolizing those types of things. Forget all of that. He's Obama. He's Trump. You know? She's Maxine Waters. She's Oprah. You know what I mean? Ryan Seacrest, whoever it is. They all got the mask on at the end of the day. It should not be followed. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up for today. I want to thank you all for listening in. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about the uh, the, uh, the Grammys probably next time, as well as uh, some other stuff. I want to talk about uh, the springtime and, you know, uh, some of the main things to look out for if you're a woman. <clears throat> you know, it's a lot of vultures, a lot of predators out here. So I want to do a special on uh, how to avoid that for the springtime. Spring will be here before you know it, the short skirts and guys will be on the prowl. You need to know the certain signs to look out for. You know, so I'll get the dating, the relationship. You'll definitely get your fill in uh, in my new book. Look out for it. But, you know, I feel like there's a time and a place for uh, for stuff like this as well. So thank you guys for listening. Order the love we had today right now on Amazon. Kindle, get your copy. Look out for the new book. I'm still doing the relationship counseling, guys. Uh, reach out, askdaydon at gmail, um, 855-55-DAYDON, free consultations for everybody. And uh, that's what it is, man. Follow me on Facebook, at Daydon Tolbert. Add yourselves to the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Date on